0: In the last three episodes of The Heroic Podcast, we took all that we have learned about the heroic journey and moved out into the world with it. We turned outward and asked, what would happen if we moved out with a heroic mindset as single men, as married men, and as fathers? In episode 17, we talked about the concept of heroic singleness. It's not a curse or just a transitional stage. It's a crucial season of our lives. For some men, it may be a lifelong calling. Whichever it is, it's a time to actively embrace a life of service toward others. It is submitting our masculine energy to Jesus, the great warrior servant, and then finding ways to offer what we have to others. Richie Sessions gave us some good ways to rethink singleness and how to take advantage of the opportunities it affords. In episode 18, we looked at what a heroic marriage would entail. It's not trying to have the perfect marriage. It's about a life of letting Jesus serve you daily with His love and strength, and then offering that to your wife. In that mindset, we are able to weather the storms of marriage and continue to be men who nobly choose to lay down our lives for the women we love. Brown Bannister and his daughter, Ellie Holcomb, gave us a unique perspective on experiencing failure and redemption in marriage, and the prospect of learning to be heroic. In episode 19, we discussed heroic parenting. What is it like to take the life of being a warrior servant and live as a father out of that to our children? Fathers have such enormous impact on the souls of their sons and daughters. It is both a rare privilege and an awesome responsibility. To live heroically for one's children is perhaps the best legacy a man can leave. David Thomas told a number of stories about his work with fathers and boys as a counselor and then told about his own experience of being a father. Our rethinking of manhood in terms of the heroic journey ends here with this episode. We want to take up now the more practical side of helping men in this area, of turning outward to serve the world. I'm Bill DelVoe, and this is Heroic, a podcast about the surprising path to true manhood. In episodes 17 through 19, we talked about the last stage of the heroic journey, when a man turns outward and offers his time, his strength, and his wisdom to serve everyone around him. Richie, Brown, Ellie, and David were so helpful by showing us tangible ways in which this can be lived out. Carter Crenshaw, senior pastor of Weston Community Church is going to join us one last time on this episode to offer his thoughts on encouraging men to be warrior servants. Carter, thanks for being with us on this last episode. Um, let's it's think through. There. Yeah, let's think through these practicalities. You've worked with so many men over the years, uh, men who are unmarried, men who are married. How can we encourage them in this life of heroic service, just laying down our lives for others around us?
1: Wow. Um.
0: And you can start with either married, unmarried, or both, wherever you want to go You with know, this I one. think
1: one great place to start is the desire to be heroic is a good one. Yes. I really do, because, I mean, a lot of people want to define humility, uh, I think, wrongly. Uh, uh, humility is uh, not thinking about uh, – not thinking less of myself. Yes. It's really thinking – about myself less. Right. And that's what a hero does. That's right. a, a person is heroic when he or she lays down his life for another person. And I would, I would suggest, in fact, we are designed like that. We're designed to be selfless. That's one of the beauties of understanding of God as the Trinity and one of the reasons I believe that Christianity best explains our experiences. Because from the beginning of time, God, who created all, was inherently relational. And even more, in relationship, he had selfless love for the other. Right. And it was a wonderful dance of love for the other. So when he created you and me, he created us to share his love. In
0: that image. Yes, and selfless
1: love. Right, he wanted us to experience his love, and he wanted he wanted to experience our love, and so so we're designed to we're actually designed for selfless love, so, and as one one um, acquaintance of mine says so well. Um, selfishness destroys the fabric of the universe. It really just tears at the fabric mm. of the universe. But, of course, that's why we're being shredded yes, these days. Because yes. it's every, as the old saying goes, it's every person for himself right. or herself. Right. Which does not work. Inherently, you can't have a relationship if it's based on competition.
0: Right. It's, but, it, and to put it another way, it's what would it be like if it is, if every man is for the other?
1: So relationship based on sacrificial love. So if I'm sacrificing for you, as as the most important contribution I make in relationship, you're sacrificing for me as the most important com, uh, contribution you're making in our relationship. Well, what does that create? A wonderful synergy of incredible selfless love, right? Which endures. It endures uh, when we fail each other. Yes. It endures. Uh, it endures um, all kinds of. Uh, of turbulence that we'll encounter in relationship that's what why, um I believe Jesus is a wonderful foundation for a a really healthy
0: marriage relationship right and let's let's go here what what happens in marriages when the husband the man picks up and says I wanna start this life of living heroically for this woman? What, I, what happens in the relationship? Where does it go?
1: Uh, well, first, when a man says that, he's being more of a man than maybe he's ever realized. Yes. And, and suddenly, he, he, I think he hears at the very deepest parts of his soul, this is what I was made for. Because he enters into a relationship where he will be continually called to lay down his life mm-hmm. and to go first in laying down his life. And he'll never become more of a man, as when he lays down his life, and he's got that privilege for his mate. And so, um, you know, Bill. I'll tell you this funny thing. Many times I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be in a marriage situ uh, or wedding situation, and the place will be just full of people. And I'll look at the man, and I'll say. Uh, oh,
0: so you're marrying them? Where, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm right sorry. I'm performing a yeah, ceremony. The poor, performing the wedding ceremony. And Go so ahead. I'll
1: look at the man, and I'll say have a look at your bride mm. and of course every bride is the most beautiful yes. bride on her wedding day and he'll look at her and just be beside himself Ga-ga. because she's so beautiful right yeah. and i'll affirm gosh is not she so beautiful and we'll go through that just a minute to build it up and then i'll always say and this is one of her better days <laughs> <laughs> and then we all laugh and then the point to be made is love is at its best when we're at our worst in other words, when she has a tough day, or when he, she's disappointed. Well, you. well, we, we, think of it like this: when she has a tough day, and yet the man has the privilege to love his mate at her worst, yes. if you will. Boy, that's when love is at its best, because that's love. Love loves. Period. It, it doesn't choose when to love. It just loves. Right. And that's real, why
0: Paul said, "Love never fails."
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's well said. That's well said, Bill. That's well said because it's never, it's never asking when to love. It just loves.
0: What do you think would happen to the marriages you see around you? And you've seen so many marriages um, just, you know, become destroyed. What, what, what would you see happen in not only just terms of marriage, but just think outside of the cultural fabric of the family if more men stepped into this? Just, just think, just sort of dream a bit. What would happen?
1: Well, I wouldn't have to dream. I would just say, basically say, yes, I would be out of business. <laughs> and I would gladly. <laughs> gladly let it go. Shutter my doors. Yeah. Because I really do believe, and I would say this generally, I do not want to denigrate any, any you know, because marriages come apart for different reasons. They do. But I do truly believe that in, uh, in total, if men, if we as men learn how to take godly initiative uh, with our wives, they will respond in wonderful, wonderful ways. And then, again, a, a, a synergy is created where two are better than one because right. they can create something larger than them both, anything they could do on their own.
0: So a man comes to you and says, but how do I do this, Carter? How do I lay down my life for my wife? So, So, so give them like a uh, here's 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 a couple of things to start what would you tell them
1: well there are a number of uh, courageous questions a man could ask his wife one would be honey would you tell me and i really want to hear what are the disappointments that you have in our marriage Hmm. and then keep your mouth shut that's
0: right and just listen
1: now I'm not going to do that, but I'll sure <laughs> invite you to do that. <laughs> no, that is a, quite a. It is a courageous that question, is a bit courageous. And, bit. And, and your wife will be tentative at first because she's going to think you've been coached into asking that question. Yeah, and the hammer may still come. Yeah. So, but it, I think it's very legitimate to provide a, an atmosphere. Let's talk about where we're disappointed, so we know where we want to go. Because it's not about the disappointment; it's about the direction. Right to uh, the deeper longing. And so, I, I, you know, it's all about courage, my friend. It's all
0: about courage. An initiative takes courage. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know where is this going to go? Where is this conversation going to go? You know, if I do this, where is she going to say? And the answer is, I'm not sure.
1: And for the life of me, I can't remember who said this, but courage is not the absence of fear, but movement in the face of it. That's exactly right. I'm sure you wrote it in heroic.
0: (laughs) No, actually, that's not me. (laughs) Well,
1: but it is heroic. (laughs) It is heroic. It is heroic. heroic It's absolutely heroic. uh, You know, the heroes, the most incredible heroes I know have fear. They just seek they have a greater good right. in mind. They, they choose call to listen beyond. to the
0: voice of yes. truth and voice of courage versus yep. the voice of And it of calls fear. them through the fear, this is exactly the
1: valleys. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I and mean,
0: that's going to be a part of every marital relationship. I c- certainly see that in my own lack of initiative with my own wife, that fear that held me back and then those times where I've had, no, I'm going to listen to another voice. I'm going to go somewhere else. And those are those moments where deep transition and transformation can happen in marriage and moving toward it. Let's talk about parenting and and being moving into this sort of heroic lifestyle as a father and of course you've had three children um how do how do you speak to men about this how do you help men see fathering as a chance to lay down their life for their children
1: oh bill that's a great question and you know i think about my own children one of the greatest privileges i've ever had is to to raise children and I, I would say to fathers just several things. I mean, my goodness, show up. Mm. Show up for their mother. Show up for them. And for goodness sake, set down any, any, um, any, um, any false belief that you've got to do this perfectly. Because Oh, that's so of, important. I, yeah, I, that's I, so I think, important. I think so. Just because, start. Because then you've got to put up a pose. But you can model failure to the benefit of your children as much as you can model success. So talk about that. Well, I, you know, <laughs> all right, I will, <laughs> since you asked me. So I'm, I'm in my daughter's bedroom, and my daughter says to me, Dad, you know what I love most about you? Well, time stopped. I thought, you're going to tell me how much you've appreciated me when I would help you through relational difficulties. Or you're going to say something just incredible about the way I've loved your mother, and you found security in that. Or you're going to say something else that's just going to be really, really, really cool. And so I said, what, what, honey? And she said, and I quote, it's when you ask me to forgive you when you sin against me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and, and how did you
1: receive that one? Well, <laughs> I was... I'm not sure how I received <laughs> that. Later on when I got sane again, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm modeling failure here. But you know, I began to really realize, uh, uh, what I began to really realize with her, she saw me um, as I am and saw God's grace in my life. She was not seeing something I was projecting. She, saw she was seeing really- uh, Even the, with your yeah, failures? Yeah, yeah. and because. You know, in parent, in in being a dad and a mom, what we need to do with our our kids is model dependency on Jesus. And we don't model dependency on Jesus by doing it for our kids' sake. We're dependent on Jesus. Period. And they just kind of pick it up.
0: Right. They smell it out. And by the
1: way, men, I hear so many men say, I don't know how to be a spiritual leader. Well, listen, you don't need to go to seminary. All you need to do is pursue Jesus. Right. Rest in him. No. Cultivate a relationship with him and begin to share that with your kids. That's all it is. It's not You don't have no. to know more than them. No. If you send them to Christian school, they're going to know more Bible verses mm-hmm. than you. Well, let them quote them to you and even ask them what they mean. But see, as you take the initiative, you are leading. That's right. That's really, right. really key.
0: And I think the other important thing to note is that, you know, just the old analogy, a, a broken bone mended is stronger. It's like, you know, when you fail in your marriage, as we will, when you fail with your children as a father, when you fail in any any of these places as men really trying to live this heroic journey, it's not like I'm a failure. It's like, no, 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 no. This is your chance to mend. This is your chance to go back and repair and that makes it even stronger. That makes it even tighter. And so when you look at it, that's good word, you don't, y- it's like you can still win even when you lose. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and I know you say this. One of the many things I love about what you say, and I would really encourage people to read the book, because, you know, when you read the book, you can really interact. You're, you're basically interacting with Bill, which is really great. But, but heroes fail. They do. They fail because they attempt. They really do. And, and heroes are going to strike out. Heroes swing for the fence. I mean, And they my my don't life, hit home runs all the time. They really don't. I've hit a lot of singles. <laughs> I've been hit by the ball a lot. But we are in the game. Yes. And, and, and Paul says to press on. to ta- uh, Actually, the writer of Hebrews says to pre- press on to take hold of what Christ Jesus has taken hold of us for. So, see, the great hero. The great hero has taken hold of us. That's where it all begins. And then in his hands, he's going to make us what he is, which is heroic.
0: If you're enjoying the Heroic podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend who might want to listen in. Rating and word of mouth are the best ways to get the word out. You might also like my book Heroic the surprising path to true manhood. Heroic will give you what you need to take the journey to become a man. It will help you find your guide for the journey, own your true identity, and discover your quest. This is how we become truly heroic. Go to heroicbook.com for more information and to order a copy. That's heroicbook.com.